y'all. It's Ashley. Well, what's up under that? I had to start this over. Oh, my God. I was getting ready to say I had to start this over because my fucking yawn was stealing my shine and it, it stole it again. Goodness gracious. First off, I want to apologize to y'all for being inconsistent. Uh, I told you guys in my last pod, in my last episode, I am in a space of getting my shit together. You know, like really genuinely getting my shit together. Like I got a fucking life coach. Um, I actually, I had my, um, I had my first session today, you know, intro session, whatever you want to call it. And it was very eye-opening. Um, it was very eye-opening. Um, a lot to process for sure. I don't know why I was going to do like a voice recording vent and my spirit was like no this is something you know you need to be vulnerable you need to talk about um but before I get into that um I'm gonna be real with you guys it's not set in stone yet but I really gotta I really gotta get my schedule set in place but I I I realized once again I hit the ground running and I set expectations too high for myself and I feel like as of right now, doing episodes every two weeks will be more feasible. You know, I got my son I'm taking care of. I'm in school now. You know, I have my business. I got classes and shit I'm working on. Like, there's so many aspects of my life that need my attention right now. And I have to really reel in and ask myself, what am I capable of producing right now? What am I capable of doing? And really honestly, like understanding and learning my limits and my boundaries. And I know while I could very easily, you know, upload, upload all these like I did months back. I also know how time consuming pre-uploading is. And, you know, sometimes I don't want to pre-upload while it is helpful. And, you know, I may change my mind because that's the one thing I've been teaching myself is we are always allowed to change our mind. We are always able to do what is best suited. Um, I may end up moving it to two episode every other week. And I really don't want to do that because... um. Y'all, the ice cream truck is going by, if you can hear that. I really don't want to do every two weeks, only because I like the consistency of every week. I love that feeling of knowing, you know, every day on Wednesday, my podcast is going to go up. The idea of every two weeks seems just, that seems too long, but I don't know. Just kind of putting that disclaimer out there, just in case if things do change, you guys already know. But going into everything, so I had my life coaching session today, and like I said, it was very eye-opening. It really, it made me open my eyes and realize areas of my life I needed to be a lot more selfish in so that I can live in a reality that I am happy with all the time, not just sometimes, not just you know, when a good moment comes and I know I get it, you know, 
happiness ebbs and flows. You know, you're not going to always be beaming every second. I mean, people, somebody may disagree, but that's just my perspective because I know even in my best moments I wasn't happy all the time you know I had my neutral moments or whatever but it's human it's it's part of being human but one of the things that really struck and my ancestors made it a priority to include this in there is because I'm going to be honest with you guys this year has really it's been a lot on my mental health like I'm not even going to stunt it's been a lot and it's just more so because I think, and what what I heard is, I keep burying myself for God to water me, for God to nourish me. And every time something good happens, I dig myself back out. And some shit happens and I go back in. And then some good shit happens and I dig myself back out. And it's like in and out, in and out, in and out. And I'm in a space where God is like, I need you to stay buried. I need you to stay where I put you so that I can water you, so that I can nourish you in the way that you need to. And you know my ancestors too, because they've played such a huge role in this journey. And you know, that's kind of been, I guess I could say I am at fault. I am accountable for why part I won't say all of it because you know life life's just because life be life in but taking accountability in the part that I've played in my mental health and not really being there for myself a thousand and ten percent but one of the things and I, I attribute this to high chance of me being at my Saturn return I have been finally allowing my space to grieve the people that I've lost you know um, my daughter having to let go of her and I didn't want to having you know grieving my brother I left where I lived came to where I am now and two days later he was gone and you know when I got that call that day I cried and I cried and I screamed and I just I said I was just I was so many emotions that were flowing through me and I was just numb you know after that I I feel like I went numb and I feel like it was for protection's sake you know because our brain protects us from a lot of shit that we just we can't handle and you know even now I haven't fully you know grasped the concept that my brother's not here anymore and the reason why is because I've always been spiritually in tune with my brother you know I've always been spiritually in tune you know my ancestors and God made sure throughout that transition that I was surrounded by copious amounts of love whether it had been from friends or you know family at that time I was really 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 close with a lot of my family during that time and it's what pulled me through it's what got me through those moments of 
the only thing that I can go back to is to look at text messages and pictures and replay our last conversations. And here lately with me getting older, and you know, I'm realizing my mom is getting older. It's really setting in like, sis, you know, there will be a day that God calls your mom home. And that shit's really been hitting me. It's really been affecting me because it's almost like I was in this blur for so long. Like, like it was almost like God kept me protected. I don't know what it was. Like, I still to this day cannot pinpoint to when the fuck this shift happened that it began to consume me. I would say for sure it was this year. It was definitely this year. I can't say what month or whatever because I'm usually good with those details, but I I don't know. Um, and I've really been sitting with that. You know, there is going to come a day where my mom is not going to be here anymore. And I was going to everybody. I was going to everybody and I was asking everyone, um, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? How do I deal with these feelings? How do I deal with these really big emotions? And I was going to everybody but the one person I should have. And it was my mom. And I texted her one day. And I asked her, I was like, let me, can I ask you a question? She was like, well, she said, what is it pertaining to? You know, because she got anxiety so she like sis let me know what the fuck is up before you go spewing out questions and shit and I asked her I said how did you get through your mom passing and she kept it simple she said I cried and I took it one day at a time short and sweet no extra details she said I cried and I took it one day at a time and you know in the thick of it that's that's really all you can do cry and take it one day at a time I think I think my biggest fear with that is you know and my 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 life coach told me today because she's a very spiritually in tune life coach she said your ancestors want you to get out of your negative mindset because you're too deep in thought in this and it's 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 too much for you to bear it's not this is not for you to carry worry about or deal with and I was just kind of like my biggest fear is you know not being where I want to be financially and my mom passed or just you know whatever the case is you know my biggest thing is how will my son handle that because you know their sister's signs. She's a Sagittarius. He's a Gemini. And the crazy thing is, is um, with that, it reminded me of my grandmother. My grandmother is a Gemini. And I remember I was like sitting, having a conversation with God one day. And they said they knew that your mom needed another best friend. And not only did they send you a best friend, they sent her one. And when I heard that, y'all got to excuse me if I start crying because my spirit urged and pushed me to talk about this publicly and I really didn't want to. But um, God was like, she she lost her best friend when she lost her mom. And she gave her 
piece of light. She gave her, she gave her her best friend again. And that was just so touching. And it's just, you know, to even think there will come a day that my son will lose his best friend. You know, that hurts. But I know and I have faith that my ancestors, they've, they've, they've carried me through so much. They've carried me through so much, y'all. I have no doubt we will be carried through that. They will hold us. My mom will hug me from the ethers. And she will constantly send me signs and send me send me all types of crazy shit. Um, but I know that we will be carried through that moment. And I think um, I did research on it. And just and it says people that are neurodivergent don't handle death well. And I it's it's like I'm just being honest with y'all, telling y'all my thoughts, you know. Um after my session today with my life coach, she was like, You gotta shift your mindset, babe. Even the you know, she she's she's a um intuitive as well. And she did carpals and she said, Your ancestors said they want you out this mindset ASAP. And it's not like it's new because my best friend said the same thing. She said, we need you out of this mindset expeditiously because it will break you if you don't. And it's just that realization, you know, and with that realization, when you realize you're getting older and your parents are getting older, it's when adulthood really sets in and you're like thinking about times you may have blew shit out of proportion thinking about times where you should have apologized and you didn't it's like really like all of that is flooding in and it's a lot y'all it's a lot and I feel like my biggest thing too is it was different for my mom when my grandmother passed you know times were still good um, my mom had her CNA license, you know, she took that, she took that step. When my grandma passed, my mom, when my, um, my mom's grandmother, when she passed, my mom stepped up. She stepped into her calling. And, um, she's been helping people ever since, you know, she's been living in her purpose, however that has looked. And, um, it's just been a lot to digest and I'm just in a space where I'm giving myself grace and I'm like, you didn't know any better. And I genuinely didn't. It wasn't like, you know, if I should have apologized or whatever, that it was malicious. I genuinely didn't know. So just... Even to really giving myself grace through this, but I feel like that session with that life with my life coach today, that shit was hella needed. It really put things into perspective. But that's what I was saying too. Um I feel like with my mom it was different when my grandma passed. Cause you know, aside from my aunt, one of my uncles, um, my mom is in contact for the most part with all of her siblings. Um In total, she has three siblings. She has two brothers and one sister. Um, My mom is the oldest. 
So, you know, her mom passing, I know that shit really had to hit her. That shit really had to hurt. Because, you know, my my grandma had my mom young. So they, they grew up together. They They experienced life together. And to lose, and they were pregnant together, bro. When my, I think it was my um, brother, my, he was either my brother or my sister. I can't remember the story. My mom and my grandma were pregnant at the same time. And that was, that was really genuinely, genuinely her best friend. And even like knowing with my mom, you know, I didn't really go out a lot with friends or parties and stuff in my childhood. You know, when I would be with my mom, we would play pranks on each other. She would throw water on me. We would be hiding and we would scare each other when we moved to Arizona. Like it it was it was definitely a transition. Um, but it was still it was okay. It was okay, you know. She took a big leap of faith and she did what she could with what she knew and we made the best of it um I was I did school online for my senior year of high school um and eventually I got a job started eating right you know we had our our little things I was going through that you know we went through that little that Pinterest phase I had went through a Pinterest phase I was constantly making shit off of Pinterest and cooking it and she absolutely she loved everything that it was that I made I went through a phase when I was dieting and I would make um these sourdough sandwiches with this can of chicken noodle soup from Walmart like there were so many memories that were formed when we moved and um just knowing through that time that my mom was my best friend even if it was like I couldn't talk to her like really about boys and stuff just even talking about my friend problems or just whatever the case is I remember it was a mother's day and um she had to go to where my brother was living at the time she had to go to where my brother was living at the time and um Cause he had a heart attack. He had a heart attack the same month as my graduation. Like when I tell you guys, that month was very, it was very heavy and it was very pivotal. That shit was very fucking pivotal. It was Mother's Day that month. It was my graduation and my brother had a heart attack. So she did what any mother would do. She, she flew, she flew out to him. She was there for him. She she took she took she took care of him. She made sure he was straight. She made sure he was good, and she also made sure that she was here in time for my graduation. Cause any of y'all that know me know I fucking hate I I hated high school, and I really don't. I feel like my ancestors really really made some shit shake to get me to fucking graduate, y'all. Cause I don't know how the fuck I graduated. I really don't, but um with Mother's Day since she was coming back from my graduation and Mother's Day and all the things um it was like 100 degrees outside y'all it was hot as fuck and I walked all the way to this grocery store because we didn't have a car at that time I walked all the way to this grocery store 
to give my mom some flowers and chocolate for Mother's Day just so that she felt loved and she felt appreciated. And as I'm walking, I'm like, fuck, I need my auntie and my cousin to just come out of nowhere. And I kid y'all not, this shit was like a fucking Hallmark movie. I look up and my auntie and my cousin drove past me and they looked confused and it wasn't until they realized that was me walking um so fast forward get to the grocery store finally I'm burning up I'm sweating um I got the chocolate I got the roses and I don't know I think somebody paid for the chocolate I can't remember I can't remember how that went but my auntie and my cousin ended up turning back around and they came and got me the chocolate and the roses uh, made it home safe, unmelted, thank goodness, flowers weren't wilted, and my mom came home to chocolate and roses for Mother's Day. So you know it's just little things like that when you realize like your parent genuinely was your best friend. But one way that I've been like keeping myself uplifted through it is telling myself, me and my son he reminds me a lot of like a younger brother and I'm his older sister I don't know if it's a past life dynamic sometimes he feels like my little brother sometimes he feels like my father sometimes not like literally my father but like a father figure sometimes he feels like a grandparent um he's a shapeshifter so he, he plays so many roles amongst his role as being not only my son, but a child. And it's moment I tell myself, just as God gave your mom, you as her best friend and your son as yours, you also have that opportunity for your son to be your best friend. And that really shifted things for me. And I know, too, this is just going to be like a whole transparency thing because I know somebody can relate. I went through a grieving phase, you know. I had my son. I got pregnant maybe six or so months, um, six or so months, give or take, after I turned 21, you know. I didn't really get to explore much with my childhood because my mom was very overprotective of me, you know, rightfully so. My ancestors made sure that, that I stayed unlocking the fucking key. Oh shit, thank goodness. I, I not not bashing any teen mothers, but I'm grateful that I made it as far as 21. So I was at least able to enjoy what I had of my teens up until that time. And um I went through a grieving phase because I was like, I didn't get to really do everything I wanted to in my 20s because I was so engulfed by my son like just the gratitude like God really gave me this human he gave me this human to love and to raise and to nurture and to take care of and you know he's mine and I never got to grieve. It's like I was no longer just Ashley. I was a mom. I was a mother. That was my tie, my new title. You know, it kind of reminds me of when um, 
you know, when you move out of your office and somebody new moves in, like how they show in Toy Story. And I was just like, but wait, what about me? What, what about Ashley? And for so long, I tried to get back what I felt was those years that I lost of not really being able to be a teenager the way I needed to or really enjoy my 20s the way I needed to without having kids, you know, being able to travel, being able to stay out late at night. All I got to say is this is where I'm going to be for safety's sake, not because somebody's babysitting my child. And, you know, I I had to grieve, really grieve that part of my life. And I'm a, I ain't going to lie, y'all, that shit was hard. That shit was really fucking hard, but it was one day, um, I was watching a video with some chick on, uh, I think it was TikTok, and yeah, it was TikTok, I remember it like it was yesterday, I was up late at night watching TikToks, and the girl was like, motivating myself to do better is hard, she said, I don't have a partner, I don't have children. She said, every day I come home from work, I come home to a quiet house. And she said, while I don't get me wrong, I love my peace and quiet. She said, it's just, it feels so empty. And that shit made me realize, like, as much as my son get on my motherfucking nerves, the minute that his ass beats gone with my mama for too long, I'm blowing her phone up. I want to see my baby. Let me FaceTime my baby. Let me see what my baby doing. And even though he's not a baby anymore, I'm going to still call him my motherfucking baby. And just the joy in the... Yo, Lord, here go the fucking waterworks. The joy and the excitement that I feel when, you know, my mom and my son been gone. And just seeing him walk through the door... And that that was what made me realize, um, what do they say? There's mourning and there's grieving. I can never remember the difference. And I realized while I do have those very short moments where I'm like, oh my goodness, I miss how shit was before I had a kid. Those moments don't come like they used to. I'm not grieving my old life before becoming a mom like I used to and I'm just like and it hit me I said I love being a mom it's one thing to feel that and you know to to see it it's another thing to say that shit out loud and really tell yourself I love being a mom regardless to the ups and the downs that this shit comes with I love being a mom and with that it made me put me in a space of showing gratitude more I'm grateful for my mom for everything that she does even if I don't ask if she sees it I'm grateful for everything that it is that she does I'm grateful for my son because if I would have came back to where it is that I'm living now and I didn't have no kids, say I left that abusive relationship and I just came out here on my own, who knows 
where life would have taken me. Who knows if I'd even be here. Because there has been multiple instances. So I'm going to try to keep it as not graphic or try to be cold about it. There's been multiple instances I've tried to take my life. And I'm not ashamed to talk about that. That is something I have fully processed. Um, You know, so many moments I wouldn't have been here where I would have, I could have allowed depression to consume me to the point where I just became a lifeless being surviving instead of living this life that God gave me. And now I'm doing so much shit that I never in fucking life, never in fucking life would I have ever thought that I would be doing. And it is very much so, aside from my brother, it was because of my son. It was because of my baby boy. You know, I... I, was in a space where I had applied to 20 different jobs. I didn't get none of them. I got one. And I didn't like the person I worked for. I'm like, I'm not doing this shit. I I can't. And next thing you know, I'm up at midnight. And God tells me to clean out my emails. All 3,000 of them. This is when I had hella fucking energy. Because, you know, my baby was still a newborn. I had a lot of energy to work with. He slept, nursed, and shit very simple life so I'm up going through emails and I came across the acceptance email me going to massage school massage school is what started everything it's what birthed everything my yoni oils my my business name which most I don't know if I've ever said this in the episodes I don't keep track of the shit I talk about in these episodes but um, Bruas, Blunts, and everything in between was originally supposed to be a podcast. This shit was never supposed to be a business. So even to see beyond massage school, I have not only birthed a human, I have birthed a legacy. I have birthed a business. I have, I have given birth to my purpose. I've nurtured my purpose. I continue to pour into my purpose. It was because I told myself when I had my son, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at and I want more. And I kept going and I kept going and I kept going and I kept going because I knew I wanted more. After massage, I said, ah, that's not enough. I I gotta, I gotta, I got to do mobile massage because I know I couldn't see myself working for nobody else. After that, I said, "Ooh, there's not enough. I, I need to go get my, uh, I need to go get certified as a Reiki practitioner. And I was like, mm, I want more. And then um, after that, events led to me creating herbal infused products. Um... Then after that, I said, "Mm, no, I want more. Started selling sage, started creating 
lighters with my business logos and my affirmations and after that I said I want more they said oh you you sure because this next thing we gonna give you comes with a lot of responsibility I said I'm ready for it and then boom find out that I am an oracle intuitive a psychic a medium whatever you want to call it and now here we are and now my purpose has become so much bigger than me that I'm like I don't know if I can handle it and they said "Uh uh-uh the moment when you before I started doing readings they said the moment before you asked for more we asked you you ready for this and you said yes so no you got to keep going you got to keep going you got to keep going and now it's to the point where I see how much more bigger my purpose is than me and it scares me I've birthed something that has grown beyond my expectations and this shit scares the living shit out of me and this is just me being a thousand with y'all and this is why I say too and I learned this from a girl um who's um cleansings I took place in her name is um oh I can't remember her name Kylie D. Faye Kylie D. Faye is her name Kylie Faye and she said the issue of manifesting is we don't take into account why we are all spiritual beings we we count out our we count out our nervous system Is your nervous system prepared for you to receive the things that you desire? And I realized, you know, amongst doing all this healing, I'm fucking neurodivergent. Emphasis on the neuro, nervous system. And I'm like, this is a lie. Y'all want me to do what? Y'all want me to what? Y'all want me to work with who? No, no, just even saying that shit, because I ain't going to give out too much info, because I'll, I'll spoil the good parts. That shit just sent chills through my body, like I felt goosebumps raise on, whew. That shit's, it's hard, y'all. It's, it's scary. When your purpose is bigger than you, that shit is scary as fuck goodness gracious it's scary and then my ass it was like my 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 spirit wanted to get me hyped i remember my friend was telling me about uh you know your son being in your 10th house and that means like fame and publicity and when i had realized mine wasn't in there remember man mind y'all i'm not done i thought it wasn't in there and i looked and i seen that shit was there son is definitely in the motherfucking 10th house not only that I got a 10th house placement in my moon. And I was like, oh my gosh. It was like I was in a space of ideation for so long. You know, the thought of being famous, the thought of being a celebrity, the thought of being a public figure. Sound that shit sounded so fucking lit. I'm like, I got this shit in the bag. Like my 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 ego was definitely trying to surpass my purpose. And God pumped the motherfucking brakes, he said girl no your ego gonna make every motherfucking thing crash and burn before this shit even has a solid foundation 
And I'm glad God did sit me down because I am now reading a book called um, Ego is the Enemy. And God, Jesus, that book has been motherfucking humbling. I'll tell you that goddamn much. That book has been humbling. Humbled the dog shit out of me. Got me reflecting, having moments where I, I really got to give myself grace because I said, Baby girl, at the end of the day, when you know better, you do better. Now you know better, you can do better. But y'all, this life shit is scary. And I think, too, that's when to the hood healer, it was a post that she wrote and she said about her cultivating community for eight years. And I had to really think about the way that I wanted to cultivate community. But I'm like, I can't show up for my community the way I want to until I show up for myself. Until I start being selfish, until I start facing my own fears and being in a space where I no longer feel afraid to be vulnerable and voice the shit that I fear. Because I know I'm not the only one and how I know I'm not the only one is because God has surrounded me with extremely vulnerable people. Especially on TikTok. That's why I fucking love TikTok because the motherfuckers on there are so vulnerable and so honest and so raw. Even though it has become a very much curated space, the people on there that keep that vulnerability and that rawness, I fuck with them for that. Because we need rawness. We need vulnerability. We need people to talk about the deep, dark shit that eats at them. So they can open themselves up to their community. And so their community can be there for them and nurture them and love them. And that's what I tell myself. I said, baby... You surrounded by people, you've been surrounded by people all your life who have lost loved ones, who have lost parents. And while they may have their moments, they still standing, they still thriving, they stare, they still here. And I tell myself when I have those moments of realization, you know, I bring myself back to the present. I said, My mama is still here. She's still here. I still have my son. I still have breath in my lungs. But I was like, I'm not going to be good to nobody until I start being real and honest with myself about the shit that I need to work on further, the shit that I really need to start getting serious about. You know, going through up and down depressions going through postpartum depression is someone with neurodivergence that's a fucking whirlwind and healing and being a mom and all of the things that fucking come with that shit and I'm just like I say this so much I gotta focus on me I gotta focus on me but I'm like nah bro God not playing with my ass no more like he's like look I'm finna bury you one more time. Don't dig yourself out this bitch. Don't dig yourself out. I know you may get excited. I may know you may get this and may get that. Don't dig yourself out. Let me continue to water you and nourish you and nurture you. And when the time is right, you can come out. And one thing that had like really reminded me of that was when I was younger, you know, I spent a lot of time by myself. That was what made me realize the things I was into. It's what made me realize I love cooking. I love baking. I love creating. I love helping people. I love doing things that make people feel good. 
but it was like my inner child was in such a space of I want to make everybody else happy that she forgot about her she forgot that you can't rely on making other people happy to make you happy what the fuck are you doing for you and you know my inner teenager was very much on board with that because sis was sis was something else she she threw no type of caution to the wind she took big risk and I love that shit for her because now I have something to look back on when I feel scared when I feel like I want to shrink when I feel timid I have something to look back on but I'm like Mm-mm. we we've come too far now you this is that moment you know shit you wrote a fucking book called the void now it's time that you really embody that shit being buried is the gray space it's that gray area that you are so afraid to tip it tiptoe into now this is where you gotta be and I think my biggest thing has been what does the gray area look like like do I have to stay isolated 24 7 and it's just it's what you feel intuitively it's being in your body what does being in your body feel like what does silence feel like to you does it feel does silence feel comforting or does it feel uncomfortable sit with that uncomfortability how do you feel when you have those moments that you're spiraling and you need solutions do you possess the ability to regulate yourself and then ground yourself and seek the solutions to the answers that it is that you need this is really to me burying myself has challenged my um it's burying myself has really challenged my codependency because that's one thing that I've realized and I've like known this here and there but it's it's really set in now every time I feel myself spiraling I want to hurry up and reach out for help I want to phone a friend and I'm like babe you are never gonna learn how to work through these big emotions if you don't allow yourself to feel them and let it dissipate and then seek solutions you're trying to hurry up and seek solutions in the midst of the chaos that's that's not what how the fuck that goes that's like a tornado taking a house away and you're trying to go to the grocery store to rebuild the house instead of letting that shit pass and i ain't gonna lie y'all this this shit been hella motherfucking uncomfortable silence has been very uncomfortable for me as an introverted extrovert i've been very uncomfortable lately but i know it is for the best i've been having a lot of a lot of good moments and instead of me being so quick to just spread and run in this i've really been allowing myself to marinate it i'm gonna keep it to myself Um, because I need that, you know, my inner child is like, 
we want to tell this person we want to tell that person we want to share the happiness baby have you even basked in this happiness for yourself have you even allowed yourself to feel to celebrate these moments and that's one of the biggest things like I've been allowing myself the space to be selfish and celebrate my wins. And that's not to say I don't want to share them, but it's also like I have to figure out what Ashley really wants. Like, I'm going to be fucking 30 in April, y'all. Like, I got to figure out what I want. I got to figure out how to do this shit my bad y'all my son came in here hella excited to tell me about his show but yeah I'm just like I gotta figure this shit out and it's not a matter of oh I gotta figure this shit out you know because it'll be a day that my mom won't be here it's like bro you gotta figure this shit out regardless even if your mama is here like you gotta get this shit the fuck together now and I went through a whole little phase, like, bro, I thought it was motherfucking, uh, what's his name, Peter Pan in this bitch. Like, it was not hitting me that I was getting older. Like, it was like, to me, my birthdays were not to celebrate my age. I wasn't celebrating being a year older. I was celebrating myself. And I feel like, too... That's why it has not hit me that I'm going to be 30 because I've never really celebrated my age. And honestly, I want to keep it that way. Um, I remember my best friend, she she had commented on another friend of ours post um, for like a book. She said, pick a shelf, pick a book, pick a page and all of that shit. And it spoke to age and she was showing me something about how she said, yeah, there was this lady that was this old and she really looked this old because she didn't focus on age. And I realized I've been doing that this entire time. Like I have not been focusing on how old I'm getting. I have been making it a priority to celebrate myself. Like how most people would just get completely shit faced, like even on my 21st. I think where I went wrong, it wasn't even that I drank a lot on my 21st. Where I went wrong was that I mixed liquors. I mixed shit that should not have been fucking mixed. And I kid y'all not. Whether you want to call it shit faced or just mixing the wrong shit. Baby, I ain't drank like that since I turned 21. And that was eight years ago. I literally vowed to myself I would never drink like that again. Never, 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 never. I would never drink like that again. And I have not. I didn't probably took, I think I got, I got a little drunk once. It was for my uh, 25th, 26th birthday when I was in massage school. All of the girls I was cool with, you know, we went out to the club, we danced, we twerked, we drank, we smoked. And shit, I thought I was going to make it to Waffle House. And my tourist says, I just wanted to to go to my friend crib and pass the fuck out. And baby, that was the best sleep I ever got. Man, off of, I don't know how many blunts. And I was drunk too. Oh, <laughs> I slept so good that night. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like age is just a foreign concept to me. 
And I think, too, that's, like, what I really be trying to, like, get into my mama head. Because she, my mama be focusing on the fact of how old she is. I don't be focusing on that shit. Like, I know that I have responsibilities. And I know I have things. I know I have responsibilities and shit. And I know things. I know I got big girl bills and shit I got to take care of. But I'm not finna hyper focus on the fact that I'm getting ready to be 30. Like I'm not. I ain't been hyper focusing on my age since I was fucking 18. And even then I wasn't really hyper focused on it. Because don't shit really change with 18. Except you have access to more legal obligations. Or legal responsibilities. That's it. That's really all that changes. And... I feel like that is a mindset I'm going to continue to to adapt to. I'm going to continue taking care of my body. I'm going to continue taking care of my health. I'm going to continue to really pour into me unapologetically and shine my light so that it may be an inspiration to others and not doing it with the intent to be an inspiration. But it'd be like, I want better for myself so bad that other motherfuckers around me is going to automatically be inspired to do better. And that's how I should, I want shit to be, even if it's, you know, inspiring my mom. I feel like you are never too old to be a better version of yourself. But it also takes a lot of mental grounding because, you know, when you've been through depression and you've been through grief and all those different things that shit mentally takes a toll on you and when you already don't really have an optimistic mindset that shit's hard you know it's really hard so all I can do is is be Ashley Ashley that's all I can fucking be and really continue to pour into myself and love myself the way God has been telling me to and I will continue to make that a priority. So, yeah, this episode was hella late, but hell, divine timing. It came when it needed to. I needed to have this experience and have this vulnerable moment that I know other people may need someone to share that with. So, yeah, that's that another long podcast but hey I told myself I'm gonna keep being me and me being me means y'all finna get some long ass episodes like point blank period I've always been that way I just cut it short because people was telling me what the fuck I needed to do and I'm like to myself this my motherfucking podcast I'm gonna run this shit how I see fit so I hope y'all are enjoying these long ass episodes because y'all finna keep getting them because that shit was very therapeutic for me Like, I really enjoyed sharing it. I really feel like, I hope somebody can really feel like they connected on level with me that they never thought would be possible. Because I've realized from a lot of people telling me recently, I'm a very private person. I be thinking I'm an open book, but I really got, I got, I got, I, I got duct tape and barbed wire around my shit. So, yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing evening and I will talk to you soon. All right, bye.